If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And live on Joy 99.7 FM, this is Ghana Connect. It's dominated the headlines this week uh, in the last uh, few days when it all got to a head with the arrest, detention, subsequent arraignment, and further detention for the fixed country uh, convener, Oliver Bakavomawa. Uh, he's been charged now for with treason felony. Very serious charges that, if convicted, comes with a prison sentence that uh, is for life. That has sparked a series of conversations. But also going back to the other similar cases, all bordering on what you say or what you typed or had claimed. So there are two others who have also been charged, this time with publication of false news. There's a third case of another journalist who, of course, made allegations that turned out to be false and the court deemed it to be in contempt and so is serving a 14-day jail term. And then, of course, Oliver, who is behind bars now and spending the next two weeks uh, behind bars. The lawyers, understand, have tried uh, to, to get to have him produced before the court and they had failed. I mean... Questions are being asked about, okay, so where really do you draw the line between free speech and responsibility? Then there's a second very important question because they have, in the three of the cases, what were used, what the law that the police decided to use was one that talks about the publication of false news. 
there's a sense by some that that is subject to potential abuse, that law. And so we are asking you uh, tonight in a poll that many of you have already begun engaging with on across our social media platforms, should the law on publication of false news be repealed to prevent abuse by the state? Or is there a justification to still have it there? Of course, at a time when, you know, we've seen sometimes the crossing of that line from rights and irresponsibility. I want to hear from you, as many of you have already done on uh, many social media platforms. If you're on Twitter and listening to us, the hashtag is Ghana Connect. Uh, make sure we hear you by using that particular hashtag on the show today. As you may know already, this agitated a significant uh, you know, number of people who followed Fix the Country. And they showed by showing up at the court. A Kufado is the father of the land. And if indeed a Kufado call us all as fellow Ghanaians, we have risen. And all we are saying is justice must be served. Hey, 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 we need to be there. Bolivar needs to be granted. The- hey, 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 Well, connecting uh, from the UK is Foss, is a man who uh, well uses the power of the microphone and social media to articulate his views very freely. He lives in a country celebrated for its ability to uh, encourage free speech, but he's a Ghanaian too, and so he has experience from both worlds and connects with us via Zoom. Hello, Foss. Good evening, um, Evans, and uh, well, good evening to your listeners as well. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get your thoughts shortly. I mean, the comfort of the uh, chill of uh, UK. You get to see a lot on radio also there. We'll get, to, we'll get your views on this. Have the police knocked on your door before? Um, we'll talk about that very shortly. Elijah uh, is a crypto trader and, uh, and, and a debater. Well, debaters always use the power of language and speech to make their point and connects in the studio. Hello, Elijah. Uh, great, to, great to have you. Um, if you are joining us via Zoom, please kindly mute because I could hear a lot of noise in the background there. Uh, uh, Kabu Nate is a student journalist and a law student also also connects with us. Hello, Mr. Nate. Okay, uh, we'll connect with us shortly. Um, I actually am hearing a bit of noise there. Uh, kindly you mute your me. Zoom. Hello, Kabu. Yes, I can hear you. I'm oh, very fantastic. Audible. Can Great. you hear me? I can hear you live, live and clear. Great to have you awesome. join us. I like the combination you bring to this, uh, you know, reading the law and also doing journalism. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Abdul Karim is a journalist himself. He's an activist who also connect with us. Cleopatra uh, will also connect with us uh, via Zoom, uh, also a, a very strong debater. Yolanda is connecting the studio. Hello, Yolanda. Great, great to have you. Um, also connecting uh, in the studio, wherever you are tonight, you can join us. This is one of those conversations. Um, who this is one of those conversations where um, you, many of you have already engaged with. It's been trending on social media. If you go on Twitter for for quite a while now, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, especially that uh, Twitter poll that we put up, because there's some of you have expressed a fear that publication of false news is something that is potential is potentially susceptible to abuse. And so it should be repealed, just as we did with the criminal libel law. Uh, we ran a poll on this. We'll tell you what you said on the Joy FM Twitter page and on the Joy News Twitter pages as well. Hashtag Ghana Connect is, a, is what you want to use if you uh, want me to see and read what you've been telling us on this conversation. I want to I want to start from a, a, a foreign view on what, everything else that has happened tonight. I mean, first, I want to connect with you first because, I mean, you, you, you work on radio in London. You've done it in Ghana as well. I mean, you've seen what has happened um, locally in the, over the last few days. I mean, four different cases. Um, you know, some of them spending time behind bars, some of them charged and 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 bailed. What's your view on everything that's happened? Well, thank you very much, um, Evans, and I really appreciate you um, help um, allow me to connect today um, on this very issue that really speaks volume. If you look at it in its totality, basically, 
it, it speaks volume in the sense that I have been one of the few people who have been calling uh, the media media uh, council or the media uh, the media commission the media commission yes that's the word I've been calling the media commission to actually start acting. I think we had that conversation. It was you uh, and myself having that conversation saying the media commission was not fit for purpose because if we don't stop certain things, it will get to a point where some of the freedom that's been afforded to the media will be repealed. And this is where we're heading. We can see it clearly. Okay, um, the bit that I want to start with a question. Where do we stop and allow the law enforcers of the land to do their job? as a country, as a nation. Because if you know that, the words you're churning out on any platform, any platform at all, which talks about freedom of speech, saying any platform at all is freedom of speech, it has consequences. Then where do we stop and allow these police or the law enforcers to do their job? Because words have consequences. Because some of the words that came out of some of these presenters or the people that are behind bars or the people that have been reprimanded, the words were very strong. And I'll use the UK as an example, where last two weeks, just last two weeks, our Prime Minister, even though it was a slur and he's come out to say that he made a mistake about it, he has cost people, they nearly lynched the opposition leader by actually linking, he, the Prime Minister stood in Parliament and linked the opposition leader's actions to uh, a, a known pedophile who was passed away that he wasn't uh, brought to justice. So words do have consequences, and I do really regret some of the words that's been used on radio or our TV or our networks in the in, in Ghana at the moment because we're not actually teaching the generation behind us any good views or good vibes to actually follow through. My quest, my my take on this is we should allow the police to do their job. Okay. If we wanted freedom of speech. If the police are doing the job, we should not point hands to any government entity. Well, interesting take there. Let me bring in a, a colleague journalist, uh, Abdul Karim, who is also connecting uh, via Zoom. Abdul, do, do you agree with that position? The police simply doing their jobs, allow them to do it. No, I don't, Evans. And, and I say so because if you look at the country that we are in, you need to look at the issue in proper, uh, with, with a certain very holistic sense and appreciate the, the context that we live in. And so I think that to a certain extent, I can understand where um, force is, is coming from, okay? I can understand where force is coming from and the, and the view that he shares here. But generally in Ghana, and particularly also for, if we understand and appreciate the, 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 the conceptions that feed into the things that we are talking about here. So we are talking about freedom. We're talking about free expression and all of those things. If we do fully appreciate that, then we would not be going about it the way we are doing here. I'm not sure that in the UK, if a journalist I mean, published something that was considered as, say, false or even defamatory, that the police are going to swoop in and arrest them in the way that we have seen here. And again, that very micromanagement that we are seeing from the Ghana Police Service especially on this matter, is one also that should attract all of us our interest. And I say so particularly because, as you are a journalist, you have reported this time and again, there are many examples where similar situations have been, have happened, right? But we did not get a sort of response that we are seeing. And that, for me, is the context that is missing in this whole conversation. And so you would notice that this has become such an important matter, and particularly for the Ghana Police Service, especially in the case of uh, Mr. Bobier uh, answer because of the people who are involved here. Okay, and so when we are discussing these kinds of things, we need to look at that and ask yourself, therefore, that would the principle that the police is applying right now apply uh, to every other person? And by this, every other person who says something that ultimately comes out to be false about another person. Our laws currently, as they apply here in Ghana, allow room for people to take up any matter if they so are in disagreement with those issues. And so I do not, because the reason we need to really not allow this sort of intrusion and not make it a norm is because the nature of speech is such that in many instances, people 
do not know what would likely come out of whatever it is that they say. Or sometimes the very foundation of this idea of protection, of freedom of expression, is that people need to be able to articulate even the most rambunctious of, of opinions. So you have a right at any point in time to challenge anything. But we all have rights, even to the point of offense, because if that element is not there, and all we are going to do is attempt to, I mean, as they say, sanitize speech, what that ultimately would lead to is that you, Evans Mensah, myself, and many other people will be cowed into this atmosphere of being conformist. And, uh, and uh, you, you, make, you, made a, you, made a, you made a point that I, I want to throw around the other connectors. You said we, we have rights that must extend to the point of offense. Um, Do we? Uh, uh, well, so, so, so stay with me. I, I want to get the thoughts of others. And Force, I'll come to you on that particular point. Uh, but I wanna, let me hear Cleopatra on that. Cleopatra, you, you debate. I mean, at the University of Ghana, uh, quite, you know, actively. Do you agree with that view that we have rights um, and that you, 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 in exercising and expressing your views, you should, you should be allowed to be, well, to use the word, to the point of offending others. It's okay. I mean, because this is part of the inherent in expression of that right. What do you say? Sure. So, thank you very much, Evans. Um, point of correction, I'm actually from Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology and not from the University of Ghana. So, in relation to rights in particular, um, and from my perspective, I do think that rights are, of course, absolute, but not at all absolute. And looking at the context of the Ghanaian legal system, we realize that a lot of rights are not actually completely absolute. And so that is why we see within our own um, laws, for example, in the criminal code and other uh, legislation we have in Ghana, certain rights in relation to false information, in relation to things that can actually cause fear and panic amongst people, there's actually some sort of cap on them by the government. And so I don't think that rights in themselves are absolute. And even that is applicable in instances where you, of course, go against the state. For example, when you do something that is against the state, definitely when you are going to prison, of course, your right to freedom of association and all that also will be capped away by the state. So rights in themselves are not absolute. And that these rights are actually given by the state. And so if the state in itself is the one that bestows us these rights. I think at a point in time, the state can actually take away these rights when it fails. So, so you disagree, Karim, when he says you are allowed to offend in exercising free speech? Yes, I, I, I largely disagree with that. I mean, okay, Yolanda, what, what do you make? What do you, what, what's your take on that? Um, I think this is something that I got to know about doing um, taking this course analysis last semester so essentially what we did was we dealt with different environments and situations and then the issue of speech uh when it comes to political issues i honestly feel that there should be a certain amount of room given to offenses because because of how volatile it is at any point in time there's one party that is doing something wrong and that's somebody be, um, because of how they are feeling concerning the actions or inactions of that party will say and you don't necessarily have to hold them accountable to that obviously the party will feel offended that they've been called out or something untrue has been said about them but let us also notice how um, in the past we've seen how problematic it was to try to stifle um, them to the extent that you that party doesn't get offended and that is why the libel the criminal libel law was repealed in 2001 to begin with so if we go along that trajectory now it becomes problematic because at any point in time regardless of whether something is true or untrue in the game of politics in any instance where political issues are involved somebody is bound to get offended there should be that's the way i agree with karim that there should be room for Interesting. I mean, so in, in yourself so the question then becomes how much offense is okay <laughs> in exercising free speech yeah Me. yeah okay. Okay. so i think before Elijah. we get to how much offense is fine there needs to be some amount of analysis when it comes to the context mm -hmm. that karim talks about 
Cleopatra says, oh, rights are not absolute and people should be stopped. The basic understanding of limitation of rights has to do with the point where the um, you being able to exercise your rights could potentially hurt people around you or hurt yourself, provided the state thinks there's a problem and there's a harm involved. The problem here is who interprets when whatever you are doing is harmful to society because you're then going to have a situation where it's only people in power or people that have proximity to power that can exercise that right or that can then exercise that limitation and say that whatever you're doing at this moment is harmful to society so at a point like it's very difficult to say what amount of offense is fine or what amount of offense is not fine but then i think the context the the simple thing we can do is ask these politicians or whoever it is that could be behind this to look at themselves in the mirror and ask themselves have i done this before has anybody on my side politically done this before or has anyone who agrees with my ideology done this before if yes, then you'd have absolutely no reason to go after someone else doing the same thing. But, but the, if, law, the law doesn't work like that. The fact that somebody else did it mm-hmm. and yeah. wasn't caught by the law mm-hmm. does not mean that if you do it, I mean, the, the law shouldn't deal with you. I mean, Kabu, you, you, are, you are a law student yourself and you're a journalist. You must. What, what's, what do you make of that? I mean, because I've heard this a lot. In fact, today, uh, this week, when this whole issue has been discussed, I've heard people throw in the argument of equal uh, equalization. Right? Is, is a word they use? Equalization. They say, ah, but we've had so many other more offensive language used by others, and nothing has happened to them. So why are you doing it to this person? Is that even a justification? Should we tolerate that? Equalization. I'll come back to you, uh, Elijah, but I want to tap into Kabu's point on this. Kabu? Well, um, I think whoever um, is very critical on how the police service is handling journalists in these times is, um, is justified, especially when they say that over the past years we've had um, a lot of such reckless comments even coming from leaders um, in the helm of affairs, and we've not had any reaction toward any arrest and any manhandling or whatever you um, so they have a point with that um, but point is when you are caught in the law um, the idea of justifying someone did and the person was not caught and so um, I should have my way uh, you can imagine the sort of you know chaotic situation we'll find ourselves in but Evans I, I think that the law is quite clear um, when they say that freedom of speech is one which is guaranteed under the constitution because of our historic you know um journey where we have the criminal libel law we have the preventive detentive act and what a view where there were a lot of um, atrocities committed to citizenry and so we want to now adopt and embrace for ourselves democracy and just like um one of a senior citizen said it comes with a cost for which that there is also limitation. And so um, in this case, I agree with Karim that we need to allow for a lot of expression of how perhaps the media helped for us to get independence and all that. Then I also tend to agree with King, um, Cleopatra, one of the colleagues, who says that it isn't absolute. I mean, my colleague from KNUSD. And Article 164 is quite clear. That, no, but, but, but what mean, you said is interesting, but you can have your cake and eat it. If you offend, if, if you say it, the expression and exercise of that right should make room for offense if if you then you cannot say that well it is it is not absolute because then the the responsibility then comes in when you're expressing so, that right and so that offense then becomes you know then being yeah. a bit irresponsible yeah so there's there's a self mechanism in the law and um, sometimes the use of clawback clauses help to keep people in check and the same question was posed to um, a judge um, Patrick Devlin who argues that, for instance, freedom of speech should be absolute. So when you tell me that you are now taking it from me, then it seems to be a bit contradictory. And he tells you that wherever there is a conflict of, you know, personal rights and then the public rights, you should have balance. And so this is where I bring in the point that we need to have a balance. And the constitution is quite clear. First off, Article 162 grants the media 
you know, unfettered freedom and independence. But if you read 164, it tells you that subject to the, you know, security of the state, the public order, public morality, and for purpose of protecting the reputation rights of individuals, the next person, you know, beside you. If you also look at the provision of, of you know, the, the constitutional provision of the police service, Article 200 uh, cross 3 tells you that they have they are equipped with the powers to maintain traditional to carry out their traditional role of maintaining law and order. So clearly that's what they're doing. And again, other legislations like the um, Section 76 of the Electronic Communications Act 2008 tells you that if someone is is, is found to publish false news, the person is is you know sanctionable a penalty of about 60 uh, 36,000 CDs or um, um, a jail term of not up to, um, no more than five years. So clearly, Evans, what is happening right now is that the Constitution gives you unfettered freedom in one breath, but it also imposes on you responsibility. And so when you say that how far is too far, I then tend to say, and, and my colleague in the studio asked, who then interprets it? That's why they, the judiciary is there. And, yeah, uh-huh. and so, the so with, mm, go on, go on, land. So, so the point is, I think uh, there's a cause for worry when the police, in its bid to exercise this balance of, you know, instilling some bit of discipline on the airwaves, abuses such power. And that is, for me, where the problem is. If, if you look at the, um, Oliver, um, the, the Oliver case, um, senior citizens case, um, it, we were told that the, the police broke the 48-hour rule in, in Article 14.2. Um, I, I pray I'm right. And that is what cause for worry. But was the statement said, looking at our history, coming thus far, um, a call for worry? It's a yes. And that's where Karim tells you of the historical background. But again, did he have the um, you know, uncensored right to go and then express his concern about the E-Levy? It's a big yes to. But where lies the balance? And so if the police had um, you know, taken custody of him, handled him properly according to article 19 and 40 will not be here having this conversation so the abuse of power is is where the problem is but the law is quite clear i give you your rights but right comes with responsibility um force yes um he's just basically i was going to i was going to concentrate a bit more on that one article one says four which he's basically eloquently read it out for me but listen evans the, the, he said a few things but i just want to put a crystal um uh, clearly out there because it's very important that we do that um if you look at freedom of speech it says categories of speech that are given lesser or no protection by freedom of speech includes obscenity fraud child pornography speech integral to illegal conduct speech that incites eminent lawless actions that can violate intellectual properties as well. So we have to be very careful when we are talking on radio or any platform for that matter. Unfortunately, we are trying to say that uh, because we have freedom of speech, and I'm so glad that somebody actually said that, that freedom of speech is not absolute. Honestly, it's not absolute because there are caveats that if you go above a certain limit, and that limit is judged by the judiciary. Yes, I know that. And who is the judiciary? It is the law. And who is the law and for who are the law enforcers the police if they give everybody a level playing field i agree with that is not the case at the moment but they have to start from somewhere and to me that brings it back to my point i stated earlier on in this conversation let the police do their job i mean the, the point has been made about and, and karim i'll bring you in shortly but i think i want to go back to elijah on the point about mm-hmm. um being uh, applying this fairly across the board right but before i even say that i mean when it comes to the issue of rights by the way it's not given by the state it is inherent um but the, but the mere fact that you you live and you're born or you're a human being you are entitled those to to to, to free expression as of right uh, and so nobody grants that uh, to you. And so you, so you, you just you just live, and express and enjoy those rights um, um, as as you are granted, just simply uh, by birth. But mm-hmm. but Elijah, that, to that point, can you re- you look at the current circumstance, right? Can you really say though that it there ha- it hasn't been an even fair application of the law uh, of publication of false use, for example? Yeah. Because we've seen the NPPs. Bono chairman 
arrested, charged with the same law, also put behind bars for overnight into the morning and arraigned and granted bail. Same as the other other three. Um, other three also charged with the same act. Oliver is different because his is it's, it's a, a treason felony. So, if you're looking at the current circumstances that has triggered this conversation, isn't that that, that balance? Um, it's very easy for us to look at the smoke that is coming out of the fire and say, oh, looks like everywhere is burning, so everything is fine. I don't think that is what it is. And the biggest problem is um, Fortson, or I'm not sure if that's the name, um, says that people have to speak in a particular way and then there are categories of speech that are not protected by law or freedom of speech. The problem is people can then begin to put whatever you say in any of those categories if they want to. And that's one of the issues that we need to look at. And that's where the interpretation comes in. Um, Kabul says that... Oh, the, On the question of interpretation, yeah. though, I think I've heard from some of the connectors here that they agree mm-hmm. that it's only the cause that can do that. Mm-hmm. But for the cause to do that, the police must arrest you. you see, I mean, so so <laughs> where, where do you, where I, you draw I, the line? I'm getting to the police part. Okay. I'm getting to the police part. But I'm going to start from the court side before we get to the police. The, the, I don't know if we are going to pretend that the judiciary is totally independent in this country. I don't, I don't have any facts to prove they are not. I also don't have any facts to prove that they are. So there's a problem there that I think we need to address in this particular conversation. The part about the police arresting people is, is a good thing. It's fine. Judiciary, the assumption is that they are. There's, Until proving otherwise. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, that there's a conversation there. But the part about the police arresting people is perfectly fine. These people made comments that are probably problematic or are problematic reason why they have been arrested. But the point is, the question then becomes, would this continue? If not because there is a conversation about how unfair this is, would that MPP individual have been arrested to begin with? Because we have seen so many instances, historically speaking, like Karim said. So you're making a point that you believe... If the conversation about fairness had not happened, you yeah. don't believe that Abronia would have been picked up? No. I mean, but, but that be, that's, that's hypothetical because he has been picked up. He has been picked up. Yeah, but so that, that, settles the, that settles the fairness question, does it? I can't believe this. No, it doesn't. Because there have been instances where political parties, or let me not say political parties, but the... Individuals, politically collected yeah, individuals, exactly. have set, and, and gone away with it. Have picked and selected the kind of people they want to go after. Okay. Right, we've even had radio presented presenters probably picked up um, in their studios or radio um, companies or media companies ransacked. Right in the past, and these same politicians say Westings on these radio stations post Westings. I mean, they accuse each other of very interesting things. We have Shatawali and Bernard Boy, for example, which was a situation where people were accusing each other of rape. And all of that has been swept under the rug. And so why are we picking on these particular people? Okay, so, so you're, you're make, you're, your point you're making is, in drawing the line between free speech and responsibility, as we, we are discussing, mm-hmm. there must be fairness in the application of the law. Yes, And, and so far as there's fairness, then it's okay. Then the question, then you leave it to the courts now to decide exactly. whether I need the person is guilty. Is guilty. independent. In I mean, Force, very quickly, because I know you want to say something. I'll come to Karim. Force. See, that's, that's, see uh, Evans, you made a point there, and I just wanted to say that um, it's very, oh, oh, hindsight is a very beautiful thing, and we can always keep going back. But when we start on a trajectory, let's just try and propagate the trajectory that we are on. Um, you made a point that um, person is, p- people have been arrested, and I just believe that it should be continuous. Whoever makes a wrongful or say or incite anything of that sort, I, 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 the bit that got me talking is, when the police arrest people, we should stop making it political because that is what is killing the country. The police should be seen as an entity. Yes, they're dead. They might be biased sometimes, but let's try and focus on the fact that they're doing the right thing. That is all I want to say for now, Evans. Uh, but, but Karim, you can't agree with that. Can, you can't disagree with that, can you? I mean, that's, uh, I completely disagree because, you see, the problem is that it sounds as though what Force is saying is, is the obvious. I mean, it's a truism that we should allow institutions of state to do their work. But the context is very important, and I think that he is overlooking that, and, and I wonder why that would be so. Because 
and, and, and that's why even you and many other people are having a challenge. Because now, depending on how one looks at it, then it would appear that if Abronia DC is arrested, then it should settle the matter. What I have articulated here, and I think that that should be what the conversation uh, should be about, is a more principled position on what freedom of expression is and what the police responsibility would be in all of this. Because like I've said, if, if we have a police, because number one, Evans, do we even appreciate what this freedom of expression that we are talking about is? Because if we don't, we cannot then proceed with a conversation at all. What I'm saying is that if you, I mean, what is, what is free speech if it, if it doesn't have the possibility of, of offending? But the point is that the police role should not be one that looks at like, like a benign dictator so that if you say something and the police doesn't like it, the soup at you. I have told you, and you know, many other people know, that there already is a law, especially on issues of deformation, to address those concerns in a civil court. It is not up to the police to swoop in and, and come with all the forces there are to come and be arresting people and all of that. Because when you do that, the signal that you send generally is one of intolerance. And you see, the problem I have generally is that we can't be, be, see, be seen to be practicing this democracy and somehow when it comes to certain things, we pick and choose what we want. I've made this point and I will say it again here. That if you look, for instance, at what Oliver Baca said, or many other people who comment on issues of coup and all of that, isn't it quite problematic that you are practicing democracy, a system that itself is only different from autocratic arrangements because of freedom and opportunity for people to have choices? Why can't someone say, for instance, that even under a democracy, I would prefer a military dictatorship or, or an authoritarian rule? Why must that get us so scared? One must have infantilize us so much to the point that what we can only do in those instances is, is, is to, I mean, stop those people from, from articulating those views and all of that. So it is not a case about whether they have arrested somebody from the ruling government or whatever that is. The point is, on this trajectory, should we, if we ask ourselves realistically and pragmatically, how far can the Ghana Police Service go? Mm, if I ultimately mean, we, want, we want a society, let me just finish on this one. Okay. If ultimately we want a society that respects one another, that is tranquil, that is peaceful and all of that, ask yourself, which is the better way to go about this? When we allow ideas, even to the point of offense, to interact, and when people have an issue, they take that issue up themselves or have a, I mean, an omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient police force that goes about arresting people because they have said something that at the point of that statement, the police considered to be false. And so then we go about, that for me is where the problem is because it sends the wrong signals. And tomorrow you may keep quiet or may not articulate a certain view in a way that would, I mean, rough, uh, rough some shoulders, uh, uh, I mean, some feathers and all of that. And for me, that's why I'm worried about this. I'm, I feel very passionate about this because the free expression that we talk about cannot be cast in this mold where only things that seem very nice and all of that is not i mean we're, we're not we're not kids so let's stop this behavior and this thinking that somehow we are not mature enough and that if people go about saying things that offend other people the nation is going to end up in rubbles and all of that i completely disagree with that yeah i mean let's let's, let's put the question this way yolanda um so let's say you're in the u.s and i'll put that to force because he's in the uk do you think that if you were in the U.S., any of these comments, if any of these comments were made or written in the U.S., somebody would have been arrested, for example, and put before court and possibly put behind bars? Um, I think that, well, it's a shaky situation. So it's possible that typically would be overlooked because it's going to be like, oh, these people make like um when they're feeling emotional about issues they just say whatever comes to their minds and then they get away with this like nobody cares because they know that in the end it's not going to happen or somebody could say somebody could get up and say listen i feel threatened that you posted this comment so i'm going to sue you and i think that's the point that uh karim is trying to make that there are structures that allow anybody that takes offense or that thinks like this is 
um, problematic to then say that, look, I'm going to um, take you to court and sue you because you made me feel this way and I feel that you have done this against me by making this comment. So in the case when it's about an individual, okay? Okay. But what if in, in, in the comment has to do with the potential destabilizing of the democracy? Right? I mean, then what happens? I guess is a, is a key question. Okay. How should the state approach it? Should we... I mean, Karim's argument is that inherent in the ability to make that expression is the evidence of the strength of your democracy. Yeah. That, that's the point he's making. You agree? Mm, not necessarily. Okay. I think that uh, at any point in time, due to stresses outside of democracy including like economic impact especially looking at how COVID has made countries very volatile and everything it it becomes problematic there's already like enough problems enough troubles so definitely the government will try to um, interrogate issues that seem to come at um, the very core of the society that they live in which is democracy so Honestly speaking, uh, based on that, I would say that if a comment like that were passed, especially by someone as influential as Oliver, then definitely in the U.S. they would investigate that and then hold him accountable if necessary. Okay. Cleopatra, where do you stand on this uh, debate? Well, I think largely it's about the sort of retaliation methods that would be used. Because when you look at America, and you look at the sort of democracy and the systems of freedom that exist in their state, you realize that, well, if such statements are actually being made, there's always going to be this sort of soft stance to it because, of, like Yolanda implies, no one might really pay attention to it because they just assume it's part of everyday life. But you see, Ghana is completely different. And so because of that, the political climate in itself already necessitates that of course, they want to have some sort of um, police intervention or national security operatives doing that as well. Also. So, um, th- th- it's just like about the approach in particular. In America, the, the approach would definitely be a softer stance, but in Ghana, it seems these days, and as of late, since 2017, never since the NPP government has come to power, the approach has rather been a harder one, where we are seeing national security operatives, like Yolanda says, um, destroying people's offices and taking journalists by, without, not on their own will and all that. Also. So I, I largely agree with um, Yolanda's I mean, for, for the, the, the challenging question to you then is, you live in the UK, you say, yeah, they, they allow the police to do their work. But if you, I, I know you won't say, but if you, had, if you had come close to saying any of what people had said here recently, which of course have been um, uh, taken to court and arrested, do you think in the UK the police would, would, would step in? Um, Evans, the simple answer is yes, because they would have systems. Oh yes, they would. Um, I'm just, it's, it's happened. It's happened before. I'm not going to go into details because it, it happens. It happens in the UK. UK, they're very, very careful about what chance, what's channeled every radio station. They have police systems that monitor, even going as far as monitoring Twitter feeds and influential people saying things on Twitter, having to apologize and having to even go as far as go to court. Police have actually called, reprimanded a few people. It happens, but it's it's all subjective to the the, the temperature in the country and and let's be very honest about it the temperature in the whole world at the moment is very hot covid has dismantled everything people under loads of pressure um prices have risen everywhere in the world and there are loads of things so we have to be careful out our utterances and that is where my problem is and kermit's been making some very well, well i call it points because i i i struggle to accept the fact that i don't know whether karim has been in a war-torn country before or seen how words have changed a whole nation and brought it to its feet with bodies lying everywhere before i don't know whether he's seen it before i don't wish that on ghana we've been through that and based on our history we have to be really careful with our utterances and i still stand by allowing the police to do their job.
Okay, so there is another leg of this conversation that we try to measure on on social media, uh, which is the the law itself. One of the laws that have been used very often recently, the law on publication of false news. Uh, we're asking you: Should that law be repealed to prevent abuse by the state? Um, Manol joins me with what you've been saying on this. So, Evans, you have sixty-eight percent of respondents on the Joy FM Twitter handle responding and saying yes let's repeal the law and then 32 percent saying that no let's not repeal the law okay so there's 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 a there's a people are in favor of repealing the law okay because because that that question was asked to prevent abuse by the state so people saying yes repeal it so that you so you you, you stop people ab- okay state from abuse abusing it mm-hmm. okay that's that's interesting um we also put up uh, a similar poll on the, the on the news. on the jaw news page and they're too same mm-hmm. overwhelming majority 76% say yes repeal that law to prevent the state from abusing it and 24% say, no, do not repeal not it. I mean, so if you put the two together, overwhelmingly, um, there's a view out there. It's not scientific, but it gives you a sense of what people are thinking. Indeed. That that law needs to be repealed too, just like they repeal the criminal libel law. That- people actually express themselves in support or otherwise to their answers that they've been providing. Mm-hmm. For instance, Awintu um, Mansimon says, what is false news and what kind of false news warrants an arrest? I see government officials who use TV stations and public deba to say things which turn out to be false. Isn't that false news also? And that's the question that um, Awintuma is asking. Yeah, I mean, also, uh, Grateful Regardless says, nobody controls your words, and I think people should be made to own or be responsible for their own words. If not checked, it has a potential to create chaos. Freedom of speech is totally absolute. The law should be maintained, he says. Also maintain the law. Michael says, false information or should I say misinformation is a crime that must be married uh, with the same punishment as the case of cyber crimes and other fraudulent acts. Words and actions easily spread in uh, milliseconds these days. So I'm in favor of the law being passed, he says. Well, not passed, as in um, the... Well, Ejayao from North Kanishi says that the fact that the police doesn't apply the law evenly provides a challenge as when or who it should be applied on. However, is there a law like that and is the police using it the right way? Otherwise, how do we address those kinds of irresponsible uh, speeches in the name of journalism? That's a Ejayao um, asking that question from North Kanishi. Well, this one says, um, what is false news and what kind of false news warrants an arrest? I see, as so I've actually read this one from Twitter already. Now, false information. Uh, this one says, Hello, Joy FM. Good evening, Evan Smencer. Uh, oh, yes, the law on publication of false news should be repealed to prevent abuse by the state. Hashtag Ghana Connect. And this one says, The test of democracy is not whether the people vote, but whether the people rule. A poor man has much more interest in good government than a rich man. And a poor man must stay and be misgoverned. A rich man has a yacht. And that's a G. And the least sign of chaos is off. He's off. Mm. And so uh, that that's one is also coming on on, on our WhatsApp console. Okay. Let, let me quickly go to my connectors to wrap up on that last question we asked in the poll. Um, um, let me start with you um, from from Zoom on this, uh, Kabu. Uh, should that law on publication of false news be repealed? Where do you stand? Um, Evans, I am pretty much careful of just giving straightforward answers. But if laws, uh, a law like this um, proves to be abused more often, you want to look at a few other things before you think of taking it out of the, the books. Um, one is, um, what are the abuses and is there a way? Are there even mechanisms already instituted uh, for you to check those laws? Um, those abusers, that's the first thing. So you need to trigger them. Um, another two is, uh, at every point in a country's life, you need to um, decide what you want. For instance, in those days, we had no new media. And so, I mean, the whole idea, the sophisticated nature of committing crimes and saying anything at all, like Karim is is, is suggesting in our previous topic of mere anarchy, everyone says what he or she like. Um, to a time where you want to now regulate what people say because there's so much nuisance 
there's infodemic, this COVID-19. We saw a lot of people, you know, spreading false information and all that. Do we want to still hold on to the fact that rights should be absolute, freedom of speech should be absolute? And even when there are, you know, advancements that need more laws to regulate those advancements, we say that, well, let those laws be. And sometimes you need to appreciate um, the inherent checks in these laws. For instance, what I get from laws is that um, it doesn't only tell you what to do, but tells you how to do it. So the Section 76 that I, um, of, the, of the Electronic Communications Act that I talk about, which I think is the Publication of False News Bill that Act talk, you're talking about, gives you the penalty you know, that, that you, are, you are liable to paying or in the state what you are likely to face. And so is deterrent enough to... Whoever is enforcing the law, again, Article 23 and Article 296 all tells you the discretionary powers and administration of these enforcement of laws. And so laws, um, um, those who took part or participated in the polls um, should not just take it like, okay, when we repeal it, then that ends our problems. Because even when we don't have criminal, criminal libel law, we still have traces of it for which people are scared that this perhaps is, is, is trying to snatch it through the back door. So exactly. whether you have laws or not, whether you have laws or not, you would have clandestine government. And individual. So, so your position is what? I mean, you are, you are in the middle? My position is, before even think of repealing it, we should ask ourselves these questions. Because mm. when you repeal it, then there is even no reference point to uh, penalizing any offense that comes out. Okay. Of it. And Evans, believe you me, if, if, if care is not taken... We're going to have a very, um, you know, chaotic situation where everyone does what he or she wants. Yeah, so I, I hear you say, I hear you, I hear you uh, tilting more towards do not repeal it. Be more cautious about repealing. Let me bring Elijah. Elijah, should we repeal it or not to prevent state abuse? Also, go with what Kabunate is saying that I can't give a straight yes or no answer. Okay, but where but you then, lean? Because he is clearly leaning more towards yeah. don't don't repeal than than repeal. I'm, I'm thinking, so, um, forcing or force. Force, yeah. Force said something like, oh, these laws can be subjective to the period or the climate. Mm-hmm, yeah, and yeah. if that is the case, then it should go away. Because if today it is COVID that we are using as an excuse, tomorrow could be the fact that we have a history of um, violence in the past, which means that the violence can come back at any time. So you have a forever emergency where the state is constantly in an emergency situation or we as a people are always scared that something bad is going to happen to us because of one reason or another. So should we repeal it or not? It's an interesting question. Okay, you don't have an answer. Um, uh, um, uh, Yolanda, repeal to, to, to prevent abuse by the state or keep it? I'm leaning more towards repeal. Okay. I feel that um, there are other check-in mechanisms so for example if um media houses bring out wrong information and probably due to ignorance or misinformation on themselves because of credibility because of reputation because of other mechanisms in place socially they find it like they have a responsibility then to cancel it out and then issue out um, a message or a communique, yes, a saying we, we we didn't know this or that, and then that also like fact checking. Um, so, so you think that, that it on. offers keeping it there offers a check of a sort? Exactly. Okay, uh, let me bring force force quickly. I have uh, just thirty seconds to wrap up. Should we repeal or keep it? I think we should keep it because checks and balances is really the best way to actually make sure that everybody falls in line. Because we can all make mistakes, and when we make mistakes, there should be a law that actually brings us back in line. Karim, uh, quick 20 seconds, repeal or keep? Well, um, I think we should not touch it. And, but also, I think that the government is obviously more dangerous than the madman walking on the streets. And so I don't agree that for our safety and all of that, we should allow the government have more power. Okay. Um, very interesting. I'm not sure where that leaves the conversation or whether to repeal the law or not, but it gives you a sense that, you know, people having a conversation um, keep talking to us uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and our many social media platforms. Enjoy the rest of your evening.
love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Morris and I say keep on listening to George 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 I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. Ghana's biggest football fest is high up the sporting weekend's agenda, and the two rivals from the pits of hell are in very different places ahead of war. Here with the ball now for Grant Hartsburg, Barney inside the penalty box, managed to go through it. Wonderful pass and wonderful header and wonderful goal for Grant Hartsburg. And Sally for Ebrahim opens the scoring here. Wonderful cross into the box and a wonderful header, well directed into the post. And the Grant Hartsburg lead by one goal to nail. He grabs his hat trick and makes it 3-1 for Santi Kotokov. His second hat-trick of the season. 11 goals this season for the Cameroonian wonder boy in Bella and two guys. Ailing, failing champions. Across Hartsevog are up against the will-be kings, Kumasi Asante Kotoko, in an encounter which looks very much an upstairs-downstairs affair. Kotoko this year has set the mark already. Established a 12-point lead over the rivals, whose title defense seems to be plummeting. We've got a full preview coming up on our show. On the continent, the CAF Champions League group stage continues with big interest in the north, south, east and west. We have a full preview and a review of games played earlier. Also coming up... Chelsea! Can Chelsea go back in front? Havertz puts it in! Applause from the owner. And that may well be the penalty that wins the FIFA Club World Cup for Chelsea. Chelsea return to English Premier League action for the first time as world champions. And there are some big games to come in the Premier League this weekend. We'll keep an eye on flying Manchester City, Liverpool, who are all looking to find a way through it. The big one, though, Man City up against Tottenham Hotspur. We preview games as well in Spain, in Italy, in France and in Germany. If you'd like to send us a message, we'd love to read them via social media accounts. Joy slash 99.7 on Facebook, 0541111997. Uh, that's on WhatsApp. Or you can tweet at us at Joy Sports GH. We'll be in Silverstone to talk all big Formula One issues ahead of the new season. And in Manchester for a preview of the American Kel Brooks bout. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sports. Hello from me, George Adder Jr., and welcome. 
Thanks for staying with us on the locker room, and it's always great to have you around. Well, it's also a good feeling to be back from Cameroon. Let's start then tonight in Ghana. And the Ghana Premier League has already reached its midway point with one final fixture, the biggest of them all, really, set to crown what has been an entertaining and eventful first round of games. It's action time. Barnier with the ball now for Kral Hartsburg. Barnier inside the penalty box. Managed to go through it. Wonderful pass and wonderful header. And wonderful goal for Kral Hartsburg. And Sally for Ebrahim. Hope he's scoring here. Wonderful cross into the box. And a wonderful header. Well directed into the post. And a Kral Hartsburg lead by one goal to nail. He grabs his hat trick and makes it 3-1 for Asante Kotoko. His second hat-trick of the season. 11 goals this season for the Cameroonian wonder boy. Imbella and two guys. And Kotoko now. This could be dangerous. Dangerous and the two. Taking shot, taking over again by Radio Vota. Vota with the ball then, hits a lovely cross above everybody. Ball clears the post. It's been true. It could be dangerous for House of Fogless. Hot will come in. It's a goal. The Pokemon Warriors draw first blood in the enemy territory. If any champions across Hartsburg have endured a difficult title defense so far, dropping what can be described as easy point and falling 12 points off the pace. Meanwhile, rivals Kumasiya Santa Kotoko have come out big after an underwhelming end to last season. Inspired by a doctor on the touchline and the indomitable Lions from Cameroon, Kumasiya Santa Kotoko have sometimes been unstoppable, picking up 36 points from a possible 48, losing only twice. It's shaping up to be a very, very wonderful game. We'll see where all of that goes. Remember, uh, Accra Hearts of Oak have captured UEFA Champions League winner uh, Suleiman Tari. Head coach Sabobwedu will be hoping that the former Black Stars International will help the Phobians record one over their bitter rivals. But Bwedu's midfield has also been boosted with the return of Nuruddin Aziz, a crucial player of Accra Hearts of Oak's winning team last season till he suffered an injury in the draw with Lagan Cities. Despite a year's absence to focus on recovery, the midfielder understands the responsibility on the line and the potential challenge of the club failing to pick up all points at home against Comasia Santa Cotoco. I caught up with Aziz uh, right after the game against Guatemala United ahead of this crunch time. Let's enjoy this. How's, how's the feeling today playing against Aziz and Guatemala? Oh, actually, it was, it was a nice feeling because this is my first start this season, actually. And I think that I didn't have a bad game. I had a good game, so it was a nice feeling. Let's talk about the, the coming home. You are coming back to play here in Tamale. Your parents don't necessarily come from this place, but what, what was the, the world, how the welcome like, what reception like, you know, coming back to people that you've been around for some time? How was it like? Well, it was phenomenal because when I was injured, I had friends here who I came to stay with some, like just for a little time, so that it will aid me recover fast. Because you know that if I'm in Accra, I might say that I'll go here, I'll go there. So coming back here, reach my parents are from the north, and also I have friends here. You know, it was a, it, like I was very very glad. So after the game, you saw me with them where scrolling up and down and stuff. So, I was glad seeing them as well. Yeah. How about you? are not too happy with all the points? No, I'm not too happy about that because our mentality today was to get that three points. That's why at the beginning of the game, if you could see, we started very hot and created some chances that we were supposed to bury them. But you know football, it didn't happen that way. At least we got one, it's not bad than a loss. So we take it in good faith and concentrate on the next game. You know, I, I remember the game against the Lossities. Yeah. And, 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 and your injury. How difficult has it been you know, to get back? It wasn't easy. You know, this question for people who have been injured before, they will tell you the trauma, the thinking, 
the loneliness because you don't go out there to train anymore. You are always home following measures on coming back or like on your recovery. You understand? So right from the very day that I took that injury after the murder, the leg got swollen. So the next day that I had the MRI, I started seeing the doctor following the procedures and measures to get back. It wasn't easy. It was, it was a difficult task, but I was able to manage and I came back good. So uh, knowing how difficult this was, when you started feeling you know, fit again, how, how was that? How was it like? It's like, it, it was a nice feeling because at first when I was injured, it's all about pain. You could hear pain in the leg. So as time goes on, I've been taking my drugs, doing what I was supposed to do. Gradually, the pain started coming down to a point that no pain. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.